He will turn it around. I was over there laughing with Summer. She has been a singing sensation on live stream for several times. And uh, I shared her. I said, see, I mute the thing. <laughs> but it's all right. It's all right. The Lord keeps us humble. Always. I'll give you a prime example. I walked into there and I looked up on the camera and I saw that me growing my hair out, my bald spot has not shrunk. It just makes it more obvious. Uh, time to whack it off again. <laughs> I got to grow my winter coat back out. So uh, if you don't like my bald spot, don't look at it. Or don't grow one. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, turn in your word this morning to Isaiah chapter 32. Isaiah chapter 32. Um, I don't know if uh, Vanessa sent you a picture of a text. I don't know if you got it or not. But uh, at some point in time, within the near future, we'll show you what, what we're speaking of. Because some of you may not even know what we're talking about. Um, an, a trailer, an outreach trailer. Um, but I can tell you that what the Lord has laid on my heart, uh, using for a subject or, or, or preaching on this for a matter of this morning, the comfortable Christian. And we have, uh, and that's almost a, a perfect example, we had much rather be comf more comfortable than anything. And I'm telling you that the Lord did not save you for you to be comfortable. He didn't call us to be comfortable. He is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. But he never called you to be comfortable. But yet we've spent uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and even millions of dollars worldwide throughout the, the church to make things comfortable, to make it pleasant, to make it fine and good and pleasing. But one would ask, what will, what, what's going to happen? What, what do you mean this mobile church taking the church? I'm, I'm exactly what we say. It, it's, it's church on wheels. <laughs> It's a sanctuary on wheels, and it will go wherever it's taken, obviously, because uh, it can't drive itself, but it'll go wherever it's taken, wherever that may be. But I'm telling you, the Word of God will not return void. So uh, we're excited about what the Lord is doing. Isaiah 32, 9 through 15, and when, you, when we read this portion or passage of Scripture, you may think, well, what in the world is this talking about? And it's uh, speaking, and, and, and people will say women, but it's talking about all of us. It's talking about all of us, and I should probably turn there because I am not in Isaiah. Um, but it's talking about all of us. It's talking about the church, and it's talking about what has gone on and what is going on uh, in the church today. Verse 9, beginning of verse 9, says, Rise up, you women. Well, you know, I'm not a woman. Well, listen to me. The Bible is, uh, it applies to all. Rise up, you women who are at ease. Hear my voice, you careless daughters. Give ear unto my speech. Many days and years shall you be troubled, you careless women, for the vintage shall fail, and the gathering shall not come. If you, don't, if you take notes and, 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 and underline all those things, I, I encourage you strongly to do so right here, uh, that gathering shall not come. Verse 11, tremble, you women who are at ease. Be troubled, you careless ones. Strip you and make you bare and gird sackcloth upon, upon your loins. They shall lament for the teats, for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine. Upon the land of my people shall come up thorns and briars, yes, upon all the houses of joy in the joyous city. Because the palaces shall be forsaken, the multitude of the city shall be left, 
The forts and towers shall be dens forever, a, a, a joy of, of wild asses, a pasture of flocks, until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and a fruitful field be counted as a forest. With every warning of God, there is always a promise to follow. And a lot of times we don't heed to the warning, but we expect the promise. We have, uh, Summer has been in shock and awe at some things that have went on and transpired over, over and I'm not going to go into detail of names, but uh, people that we know. And we found that more and more, the, the, the closer we draw to the Lord and we desire the Lord to strip us, to prune us, to be the husbandman of the vine. The more that we have seen that people love the things of God, but have no desire for Him at all. They want to be comfortable, but they don't want to be challenged. They want to be used, but they don't desire to be changed. They want the blessings of God, but through the blessings of God, and with the blessings of God, challenge will come and change will happen in your life. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you haven't been here for some time, or, or have you, you have been here for some time, you should know that we always say, blessed, challenged, and changed. God don't desire the church to be comfortable any longer. We've been too comfortable for too long. So one of the greatest problems in the church today is complacency, is being comfortable. And it's a comfortable place, but yet it's also a very dangerous place. Because we go through routine and, and relationship goes from relationship to religion. It goes from routine and it goes through, through sacraments and ceremonies instead of sacrifice and laying it all down at the feet of Jesus Christ. And asking Him to strip you and to search you and to know you. And allowing the Word of God to change you because you have, may have read this before. But not asking the Lord continually to enlighten the eyes or open the eyes of your understanding so that you could see as He sees. So we've all been there, but I want to ask you a question. How do you not stay there? I've said it before. If you want to see something different, do something different. We've complained about politics, we've complained about the nation, we've complained about church, we've complained about this, we've complained about everything you can under the sun. All we do is complain and nothing ever changes. Yet we continue to elect the same politicians and they, they continue to cause the same trouble and we continue in the same routine, just complain about it. The church is no different because the church continues to complain about the same issues, the same problems, the same faces that they have tolerated that now begin, have began to dominate the church, and all we do is complain about it, and we never change anything. We show up to church, we get our praise on, we say our, 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 our or, or whatever, we come and we pray, and we shake hands, and we smile, and we go home, and nothing ever changes. Next week we come, we do the same thing. We show up, we go home, and nothing ever changes. And when we, we truly desire change, we will become desperate. We'll become desperate to reach through and press through the crowd of people and not care about what people think about us or say about us or what they may, may, may post about us because we're desperate to get to Jesus and we're desperate to get Jesus to people. We're desperate because we know that the end is near and that people need Him and they're hungry for Him. They're searching and we just read in this scripture and this text that they're, they're, they're searching, they're, they're desiring the fruit, but it's not there because the gathering has not come. The people are starving, but why were they starving for something that was not there? Because they failed to be uh, 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 seek and search. They have become lazy. 
The millennial, 4% of millennials, this is the stats, 4% of millennials claim and, and profess to be Christians. And, and we want to blame the young people. We want to say they're just crazy and they want to sit in the basement and play video games. No, they're hungry for truth, but they've never been given truth because we just want to patty cake and, and, and act like everything's okay and we'll break our backs to serve them everything but truth. I might get a little, little, little wild here this morning, but I'm just going to lay it out there because I, I, no, the game's over. The devil's still fighting for your soul, all of us. Say for 30 years, three days, or, or three seconds, the devil's fighting for your soul. And if you think for one moment that you've got time to be comfortable, that you're going to sit back and, and, and kick your feet up by the fire and make you a s'mores, it ain't going to happen because I'm going to tell you right now, when you stop, he don't. He keeps going. When you stop, he didn't take an inch. He's took it, taking a lot more than that. But your complaining won't change it. And you're pointing fingers at everybody else is not going to change it. And until you come to the place that you realize that I am wretched, I am undone, and, or even as David said, creating me a clean heart. Lord, don't search anybody else's vineyard. Lord, don't look at anybody else's garden. God, I, I don't want to even look at a splinter. Lord, I'm asking for you to remove the plank from my eye so I can just see you. I'm sick of church competition. I'm sick of pastorings asking how many you're running. I'm sick of churches trying to market and brand themselves when the kingdom of God is dying and the world is perishing. And we're concerned about being cool. You, you mentioned it the other day, you seen a post where it said, make pastors uncool again. But I, I've been there. I ain't been cool for quite some time. I don't know how to match and, 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 and all those things. Without my wife, I'd be a train wreck. But anyway, the devil's still fighting for your soul. He was fighting for their soul in the Old Testament. He's fighting for it in the New Testament. He's fighting for it in 2020. Right now, he's fighting for your soul. As you're sitting here, some of you are thinking about what am I going to do after service? Or, or did somebody like this on social media? Or, or have they done this or they done that? I want to tell you that time is running out and it's time to get serious about the things of God. He don't have to, the devil don't have to come up with some new fancy way to trick us and trip us up because we fall for the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> the world will tell you all kinds of remedies. They don't have a remedy. They just have another problem to add on top of your problem that looks like a better solution than what you've come up with. But then you realize you've exhausted all means and you, you find yourself frustrated again. After you've ran around in circles, you, you've tried all the things. I was uh, listening to a video yesterday by, uh, his, his name's uh, Tim Blackman. He's a pastor up in Chicago, somewhere in that area. And we met him, and, and, and we're, we're, I mean, I like him. We're not like buddy-buddy because I just don't know him in that realm. But uh, I, I trust him, and I believe that he's a great man of God. But he was talking about, he was laughing at an ad that came across his feed. It was something uh, about accountability. Where I'm going to call you and I'm going to hold you accountable and, I, and we're going we're gonna to search your feed and we're going to call you. And, and what you're doing is faith is going from the finished work to a person. To a person. There is accountability in life. There's checks and balances, especially financial means and those type of things. But when you're looking to people in a program to free you from bondage, You've, you've fell, fallen under bondage to a whole different area. 
This is why, and it's not popular, people get mad, and they go continue to get bad, but this is why 12-step programs don't work. It will never take the desire for something away. It will, fill that, it will teach you how to fill that desire with other things. So instead of sitting in front of the computer, go out and garden. Or whatever it may be. And I, I know that may sound stupid, but, and I didn't mean to go here, but here we are. They, 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 they want to fill your desire with other stuff when it's only, only the operating and working of the Holy Spirit that will remove the desire for whatever it may. It might be a Big Mac or it might be uh, 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 some type of uh, illicit drug or, or whatever. Whatever the desire. No, that's not the, the, the important thing. The important thing is understanding that Christ and the power and working and operating of the blood of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit will remove those desires so you will not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. No believer has any business saying that I am such and such, I am an alcoholic. No, you're not. You're a child of God. That's something that you may have struggled with, but that's not who you are. Quit putting grave clothes on. And we wonder why. Let me get back here, comfortable Christian. So if you're on the wrong trail this morning, if that's you, if you found yourself wandering away or, or wondering what you're going to do or making your own path, I'm a trailblazer. That's the whole, you know, when you were a kid. Be a trailblazer, son. What is that? I mean, it's easier to ride on somebody else's trail because then I don't get all cut up by briars and stuff. Nah, if you're on that wrong path, I believe that today before it's over, it's going to be set straight. And regardless of, of what not, what's not being preached, we, we like to preach about what's not being preached. We like to preach about so-and-so not preaching on, 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 on Christ and His finished work. Can I tell you that we need to be preaching on Jesus Christ? We need to be preaching the Bible, the Word of God. I don't need to be preaching about what Jimmy Joe Bob is not doing over at Smyrna Hill Volunteer uh, Fire Department Baptist Church. If there is one of that, I'm, not, I'm just trying to throw something out there that I don't think exists. If it does, I'm not specifically talking about Jimmy Joe Bob not doing that. I'm just, because if it can be taken wrong, it will be taken wrong. And if it can be taken out of context, it will be. So regardless of what's not being preached or what not, what's not being taught or what's not being enforced, the Bible clearly states and tells us in Philippians 2 and verse 12 to work out... To work out, not Philippians, but, but uh, what is it? Yeah, to work out our own salvation. But here we go, with fear and trembling. Fear, not fear, I'm not I'm terrified of the Lord, but fear and reverence fear. Because I know that He can give and He can take away. I've asked myself over and over and over, over the last year specifically, Lord, why in the world would you choose to use me? I'm a babbling moron. Why, Lord, would you choose to continue to bless and pour into and to move in ways that just astound us? Why, Lord, would you choose to use me? 
Why, Lord, would, would, but I'm not asking for anybody else, but I'm asking for myself. And I fear and I respect and I honor the Lord God Almighty. I no longer just fear Him with the fear of going to hell, but I fear Him in a different type of manner because I understand that He is God. And I understand that He is holy and that I desire to worship Him and revere His name. But I also tremble in knowing that I am held accountable for what I do with this word. Not trembling. <laughs> it's, it's, listen, there is, there is a serious matter at hand. Oh, but we, we, we want to become cool. We want to become hip. And we go to seminars and we try to learn. We have, we have all these things and we come together and we brainstorm about what works, what people like, what do they like, what are you doing good. Let's, let's, let's hop on that bandwagon. Let's try that out. Let me tell you something. God called you to be you and he'll use you to, to, to minister in a way that nobody else will. But he'll use you to minister if, and it'll be effective, if it's the word of God. We like to focus on delivery. Because Summer don't deliver like I do, and I don't deliver like Summer does. Or, or, or Terrence, or, myself, or whatever. We like to focus on style, when it should be about content. So if you're on that wrong trail, I, I believe that this morning you're going to get back on there. But we need to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. So we have a responsibility for our relationship with Christ. You have a personal responsibility for your relationship with Christ. So ignorance is not an excuse. We like to blame it on everything. Well, I didn't know. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Summer tells me to get stuff, and I hear a certain portion, and I start to respond, and I don't hear the rest of it. And I'm like, what? She wanted, the other day, she wanted me to get a round table yesterday out of the, for the back. And I was like, man. I opened the building, and I was like, the round table's way in the back, covered up by 700 chairs. I mean, some of you got to rethink this because them round tables they ain't coming out. Say <laughs> so we got three of them. I was like, okay, and they're not in the back. This, you didn't listen. It's the little. I was like, oh, little round tables. Oh, now that's <laughs> we, that's a different story. We're talking little round tables now. I can handle the little round tables because I wasn't about to unload seventy three rusty chairs and jump over all kinds of stuff. But I didn't listen. We, we all have this issue. We, we don't listen fully to what the Lord is. And she's not the Lord. She, she can give and take away. Don't, don't hey, listen. But <laughs> Oh, Lord, that didn't, that didn't go right. <laughs> I didn't mean in that area. Sorry, honey. <laughs> Y'all should be used to people or me embarrassing Everybody but me. But we hear, we don't hear exactly what the Lord says. Because people have taken this scripture so far out of context that they believe that they can work out their salvation the way they desire. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. This is probably why you have about 400 and some odd denominations. Because we believe that you can sit in the church and, and, and smoke marijuana and praise the Lord at the same time. So that's how we're going to work it out. What we've done is try to justify our lifestyle and our, listen, whatever those things may be, our desire 
and our cravings and fit it into the Word of God and still justify that and still expect the blessing of God to fit into what, what we think should happen. So, so let, me, let me just go ahead and say it because it's no surprise that over half of our nation voted for, for murder. Voted for, for, for wickedness. But yet they still say we desire the blessing of God. No, you don't. You desire to do what makes you feel right because you don't like a person. I didn't vote, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo Brother Loran Livingston right here. I didn't vote for who, I voted for what. Hear me clear. So all of you haters out there can see, Donald Trump is not my Lord and Savior. I don't worship the ground he walks on. If Bo Winkle would have stood on the platform, I would have voted for Bo, Bo Winkle. It's the what I'm voting for. I'm voting for life. I'm voting for Christian freedom. And I'm voting for, to preserve and protect Israel. Let, let's, let me go on. Let me go on. But we still expect the blessing of God. So, so we have a responsibility to make sure our relationship is correct with the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't, nor anyone else can put you or graft you into the vine. So I, I had to realize within myself, Jason, you're lazy. I, I, know, I did a lot of stuff. I still do a lot of stuff. But I came to the place in my spiritual walk with the Lord to realize I was lazy, complacent, and comfortable. So in fact, here is the problem with the church. We're too comfortable. That was a long intro, but here we go. Lord, I praise you. Thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for what you're going to do in this place. Lord, I pray you'd anoint our ear to hear and heart to receive your word today. I'm asking for your anointing to preach your word, to not talk about anything or opinion. But Lord, I'm asking for your anointing, Lord, that you would come in and change us, that you would, you would uh, uproot us, Lord, from our, from our foundations, from what we think that's good and what we think that's right. Lord, and I pray that you would move in this house, Lord, that you began revival in us, Lord, that you began a revival in this local body of believers. Lord, I pray that as it sweeps across this city and across this county and across this state, Lord, I pray that you make it global because, God, nothing is impossible for you. Lord, we know that you're big and we're continuing to ask big. God, we're asking for those that are bound by drugs and alcohol and pornography to be set free to come and fall at your feet. Lord, we're asking for marriages that may be on the rocks to be restored and to become better than ever. Lord, we're asking for the comfortable Christians to be uncomfortable and to go out and to compel them to come in, Lord, for we would preach your word with unwavering uh, faith. God, I pray that you move today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I was interested in what creates a comfortable place. Church. Because, you know, we all you can Google these things yourself. That's about all I do with a computer. I don't know how to make a spreadsheet. I don't know how to do any of those things. I've been shown by a couple people. I still don't know how to do it. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't listening when you were telling me. Because <laughs> I wasn't really interested in learning. I just needed it for that moment. But one day I will learn. But the number one thing they say is to create a great website. Make it user friendly, easy to navigate. It's got to look cool. We got those things. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
uh, uh, easy parking, upfront spaces. Well, we don't, we, that, well, I, don't I, I don't really understand that because somebody's going to be uncomfortable because somebody's going to have to not park there. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Upfront spaces got to be close. Friendly greeters, you know, you don't want people that look mean and scary and, and saying, welcome to Lakeside, come on in here, and, and, and those things. And this is what they tell you. And, 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 and interior signs pointing to the bathroom and, and, the, and the, the water fountain and, and the information desk and the, and the sanctuary and children's church and the nursery. And they, they want them to be able to know where to go. This is what creates comfortable places. And an and inviting atmosphere, great decor and pretty paint and nice chairs and, and the temperature's got to be just right. They say 72. That's a lie from the pit of hell. It's too hot. It's way too hot. Have an exceptional child care and, and, and make a, a visitor-friendly sanctuary. Don't have areas roped off like the, 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 the holy rollers and the, and the whatever. And the, and the, make it all inviting and have it all there. And, and acknowledge visitors during service. And, hey, we're glad to have you and whatever. And, and a post-service connection. And have, have them come in a room and shake their hands and make them feel special. And even buy them a, a gift certificate to a pizza place. Nowhere in there are we talking about preaching the Word of God. All of those things, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. And I'm not knocking it. We, we got all that stuff, I think. I don't know. Well, we don't buy pizza and stuff. But. but this is the focus of the church. To create a friendly environment that makes one comfortable and so they'll desire to come back. I never read in the Word of God anywhere ever that He called us to be comfortable and that we're to preach and, 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 and teach and make people comfortable. So what I'm going to do right now is ask you to stand up, flip your chairs over and sit on the legs. No, I'm not going to ask you to do that. <laughs> but you have Christians, they, they know everything. I've read the Bible, great. You didn't get it. Let's read it again. No, you can't tell me. You can't teach me anything. I don't know. You, 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 I know everything. You ever, you ever met those type of people? Well, I know. You begin to talk, and I know. Well, well, I remember that story when I was seven. If we're not teachable, if we are not teachable, I've said it before, you're not usable. Because none of us have arrived. You may can quote... The entire book of Psalms. That's amazing. But if the Psalms are not in you, all you're doing is quoting Scripture. You have those that are happy with where they are. They've been doing the same thing for 20 years, including complaining about the same things. But yet, they dare, bless God, if you dare tell me something's got to change in my life, and you don't know Jesus. Praying the same old, now I lay me down to sleep prayer, singing the same old songs and clapping the same old way and making the same old grand entrance and nothing's changed in the life for 20 years. I ain't saying you don't love the Lord. If there's anything that should be known about Summer and myself, you guys should know we're not scared of change. You can go there and you can come back next week and the whole place be a different color. I don't care, I mean, well I do care if the walls are pink and purple, but... It doesn't, that's not the important thing to me. 
I believe it should be nice. I believe it should look presentable. And I believe that we should give our best. But that's not the focus. Listen, we should be desiring to be changed. Because we should come to the realization that in our hearts, in ourselves, we, ourselves, men and women, are desperately wicked. If we're not, let's, let's, just, let's just throw this out there. How can you sit in the presence of God Almighty and worship the Lord? Even might, You might even shout it for a moment. And then when you go out down the road, something just comes over you when somebody gets in the hammer lane and they're driving like a doornail. And you just won't drill. Damn! How can that happen? That's, 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 that's the heart of man. So we have those that are happy with being where they are and they don't want to change. But then we have the remnant that desires to be used in whichever way they may be. They, 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 we have the, 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 those that have went from the meat of the word to the milk and they love it. It's easier to digest. Because it don't take much from me. I don't even have to exert as much energy. I don't know if swallowing exerts much. I don't know. I've never studied medically. Rather, maybe you know, since you're smarter than me, uh, maybe chewing meat takes more energy than swallowing milk. I don't know. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't survive on a liquid diet. They're needed, but I need substance in my life. So, so when it's routine, it becomes, it goes from relationship to religion, and it becomes about what we do, what we say. I, 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 you, I can't. We've had churches shorten their service because it makes it more comfortable for people. If, if service lasts for 30 minutes or, or an hour and 30 minutes, I don't know. I don't have, I, there's no set time. So when it's routine, it becomes boring, it becomes comfortable, and it just becomes easy. So they're satisfied with self and they don't want to be challenged by the word, do, nor do people want to hear from God because it very well may require a change to take place in their own life. I'm not talking about other things or even environment, but in their own life. So they have become self-severed from the vine. Listen. Self-severed. We say God's not fair because He doesn't. We're the ones who cut it off. We're the ones who frustrate the grace of God. He never does. He never Cuts off his blessing. Yes, he'll dress the vine, but it's to make, read John chapter 15, to make you more fruitful. It's never to diminish or pull anything away from you on his end. It's to give you more. So they, they shut out, they ignore the word, and they remain satisfied with self and frustrated in their relationship. So, so we have comfort, the comfortable Christian, and, 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 and the comfortable Christian puts the Lord where they want Him, and, and they compartmentalize their, their relationship with the Lord and their relationship with the world. Because when I'm going to church, I'm going to get my praise on, I'm going to spray my polo black or white or red or green or blue or whatever color you might got. Or white diamonds or whatever some women's stuff is, I don't know. You might smell like a magnolia flower or a rosebud or 
something. Anyway, we, we compartmentalize. We're going to get our praise on. I gotta, I'm going to get in my car. And I'm going to turn it from my, from, 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 from my country station to my praise station because I'm going to church this morning. And i got to walk in. I can't be singing about beers and booze and, and broads. i got to go in talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, don't act like you ain't done it because I know we all have. See, when I was a young boy, I had a, I had a 1980 Toyota Corolla. Its name was Bart. It was a piece of trash. But I had a system in that thing, and I would ride down the road, and I'd be, bruh, bruh, whatever. But then when I would get close to church, I would put in Kirk Franklin. <laughs> hey, I'd roll in there pumping out some praise music. They'd think, boy, this boy's got it going on. As soon as I got away from church, I'd turn it back off. Pop the tape out. Y'all don't even know what no tape is. I know y'all. I'm talking about them. But see, we do this. We compart this is the comfortable Christian. We compartmentalize where we want the Lord to be. We desire his best, but we're going to give him our worst. And he'll take it. And he'll still give you his bless best if it's sincere. So, so we, we put them where we want, and, and I'll just do what I feel is good enough. We'll even take communion without allowing the Lord to search our hearts out of routine because this is, just looks good. Well, everybody else is up doing it. I must go, I must go on ahead. I think about a, a, a friend of mine. He wasn't a very good friend, but a, he was a good friend of another friend. But anyway, he came to our church, and you may remember, we would take a communion. Now, he, he, he didn't profess to be a believer or nothing like that, but he did know enough about the Lord's Supper. And they came by him. He was like, mm -mm. not, not to be, not to, but he knew. I, I don't need to be doing that right now. We've we become comfortable Christians and we've done what we wanted with the Lord, but let, we, we ask the Lord why. Why has this nation become in such peril? Why, if we read the word of God, we understand that perilous times are coming, that trouble's going to come. But we also should understand that we don't need to be getting caught up in all the trouble. We need to keep preaching the tr solution to all the trouble that's coming. So we, we have those Christians that are self-absorbed and it's all about me. And, uh, and, and, and they, don't, they don't really have room nor time for the Lord. But they do expect Him to bless them. Sin, the fall of man, was the result of complacency was the result of wanting and desiring to be comfortable. I want to know. I want to be in control. I want to be in charge. Self-absorption. They wanted it for themselves. They wanted more for themselves. This is why so many folks are drawn to a feel-good message. You change the message, you can pack the house. Oh, okay. You change your way, they'll come. You build a field of dreams full of popcorn, candy, apples, and, and, and water slides, they'll come. But if you keep preaching the truth and the word of God and, and, it, and it, it offends people, then, then people's going to leave. Because I can dare say that, that there are many places that, that they may preach truth. People can get saved anywhere. But what they're trying to do is pressure you into fitting into the mold of the world. We, 
we, we love, and I don't know where I heard this. I may have heard it or it may just come to me. I don't know if I'd give credit to where it's due if I knew. But anyway, we like to use the scripture, come up from among them to be separate. That's separate than everything. But we can't apply. That's not only partaking of the things of the world, but the applying the things of the world. When God's word instructs us to teach them all things, even the things that don't feel good. I've been asked before to describe my preaching style, and I, say, and I describe it this way. I preach an evangelistic message, but I'm a pastor. I'm going to preach the, the hellfire and brimstone if I have to. And I'm going to poke the hornet's nest, but I'm willing to stay around and get stung. Because I love you that much. And it ain't about me, but what I'm saying is there has got to be more word of God and less fun time. So uh, it's essential that we study the word of God and, and we need to know and understand it more. But, but, but if, if I, if me is in it for an ulterior motive, it's going to fail. It's not going to work. It's not going to do good. So, so we in seminary, we study sociology and psychology, and we, we try to learn how to adapt to culture. Because it's a different time. Well, they, they, the old saying, what goes around comes around, it's true. Look, kids are getting mullets again. They, this is a cool thing. They'll be wearing uh, uh, Sebagos, have acid-washed jeans for too long, 80s people like myself. They'll learn how, you can show them how to tight roll their pants. They'll be wearing one pant leg up, one pant leg down. They'll, it's going to come back around. Just watch. But we're, we're trying to adapt to something that has never worked. The only thing that has been consistent from the beginning of time is God Almighty. The only thing that has never changed is Jesus Christ. He said of himself, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he hasn't changed, his word hasn't changed, nor has his way changed, or the methods changed, or the result of preaching the word changed. He don't change. And it don't matter if people hate each other or love each other. It don't matter if it's 2020 or, or, or year 20. The same thing that was the antidote for sin when Christ died at Calvary's cross is the same thing that is the antidote to sin right now, today. But here we read a passage of Scripture that seems kind of, eh, man, I don't know about all this. Paul wrote in Philippians 2, 5 and 8, about the mind of Christ, and I want you to, I encourage you, just for time's sake, to read this portion of Scripture. And Paul was saying, let this mind be in you. So this mind that was in Christ is the opposite of the comfortable Christian, is the opposite of being complacent. The twisted heart of man doesn't do right when it's allowed to do on its own. Never. Just don't do right. We want it to do right. This is why the frustration comes in. This is the whole Romans 6. This is, we want it, but we can't do it. This, is, this was Paul's life, and this is why Romans 6 and 7 and 8 is so, so needed to be preached and taught over and over and over and over and over. 
So our heart on its own is deceitfully wicked. We become so self-absorbed. We try to usher in the presence of God on a new cart. We dim the lights. We, we, we make buy more comfortable chairs. We get stadium seating. We have theaters. We have recliners. We got whatever. We give people uh, Cokes and, and Snicker bars. We want you to feel good. We want you to come back. But we don't want you to change. No, God wants your heart. And when He gets your heart, He desires to change your heart so that He changes you. If you want to sit in a recliner, what, I don't care about all of that. What I'm saying is our focus has been on the wrong thing. So our way to Him was provided by the sacrifice of Christ at Calvary. And when we walk by faith, we're attacked by those who do not. When you walk by faith, it's not, it's not the, the word of faith, speaking things, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, all that jazz. It's walking in faith, understanding that without Him I can do nothing. Because, see, the, the, the gospel has been so twisted and manipulated and divided wrongly over the last 15 years that if you talk about money, they think you're a prosperity preacher. Or if you talk about, about sin and about dress or holiness, they think that you're a clothesline preacher and that they're going to tell you what you got. No, listen, everything in life is addressed with the Word of God. <laughs> We can't even talk about church without labeling church. You know, you know over there, that, 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 that white church. Or you know down, down over there, you know, the, the black church or, or the Hispanic church. What, what, what about the church? What about the Word of God? What about the body of Christ? What, 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 when have we become so messed up? We've become comfortable, surrounded by other comfortable people that are comfortable with what we are with. So they're, they're so self-absorbed and they're mad and they don't have to, 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 uh, the want or the what that, that they, they desire in their lives, but yet they, they refuse to be changed. So uh, look at Cain and Abel. They were, they, 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 it was awful. Cain was jealous. Why? Because Abel had the blessing of God. And this is how it, this, it just works on in, in today's progression where, where, where people become jealous of, of believers and those that are seeking and serving the Lord and desiring change in their life. And they're wondering, how can you walk in here smiling when Joe Biden possibly could become president? Because my faith ain't in who, who fills the White House seat. Listen, don't you dare blame God's will on your, your neglect to do your duty. And I'm going to leave that alone. But I, whoever fills that seat, my God is still in control. And Jesus Christ is still king. And he still desires to change your heart. Maybe it'll take pure wickedness in this world for the church to come to their knees. I don't know. Maybe we've had it too good for too long. So uh, we, I don't like it, or, 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 or I want to remove this thing, or I don't like that thing. We, we look at our world, they, they try to do everything to take God out of it, but Jesus Christ, again, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We don't want to talk about one nation under God because it's offensive. We don't want to fly the American flag because it's offensive. We don't want to, listen, the name of God is not offensive, but you talk about Jesus, God can be anything. So when you begin to talk about Jesus Christ,
the offense comes. Fulfillment is not found in what you can do, but what's already been done for you and through you. That's fulfillment. That's where it comes from. It'll never come from you. So it's when we wake up, wake up, we have to rise up. In the scripture we just read, he said, rise up, you women, rise up. What do you mean rise up? So, so we began to realize that I wasn't really living. I was just awake. So when you walk by faith, you might not have what man has, but also when you walk by faith, you have what man can't buy. And again, if you're a billionaire, praise God for you. I hope he blesses you with billions more. I, 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 don't, have, I don't have an issue with that. And, and, and some are addressed this Wednesday. It's the love of money. Not money. Money's not evil. You, gonna have, you can go spend money today. If you ain't going to eat lunch, you ain't going because you ain't got no money. <laughs> you like to have some, so you can eat. But, but that's a whole different story. But listen, you, you, you're going to have what money, if you have a billion dollars, you still couldn't buy what you got with the Lord placed in you. So in Isaiah's day, people had left what they had and who they knew. They left the Lord God Almighty that had led them through the wilderness and led them through this and that and kept them from persecution and death from, from Pharaoh. So they, they left what they, because they desired to feed their flesh and they desired to pursue what excited them. They had stooped down to live on a level that God never intended for them to live on. I'm going to go a little few months longer than this, this morning, so it'll be all right. We have lived in a place and in a position and in a circumstance and got ourselves in a quandary that was never intended because we've, we've allowed things in our lives that should have never happened because we become comfortable by just routinely entering in and calling ourselves believers. So Isaiah writes, rise up, you women who are at ease, you careless daughters, you need to rise up. Why have you stooped to the level that God never intended for you to be? Well, that ain't very encouraging. Sometimes we have to uh, pull the blindfold off of our eyes. Somebody needs to so we can see. I mean, you know, when you, I don't know, when you, when, it's like the dumb and dumber moment when somebody's telling you something you don't want to hear and you're like, la, 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 la. that don't work with the Lord. But we, we've made ourselves that way because we don't want to be changed. We just want to be comfortable. We become complacent when we, and we, when we find our joy in what we have. Not who we have, but what we can obtain. So that's why joy is here and here, because one day you got it and one day you don't. I remember when I got my first paycheck, I was like, what in the world are all these numbers on here? Who is these people? And why is money going to them? This is... It just goes. But joy is not found in what we can obtain, but who we have. So we are a new creation. We are a new creature. Isaiah is saying, rise up. Quit laying in your state of slumber and complacency. Quit desiring something that you're never going to get because you won't move. The church wants revival. We ask for revival, but I can tell you, the church ain't ready for it. If the church truly desired revival, our, our posture would change from here to here. 
Oh, you can praise Him from your knees. We've turned worship into a concert. and We've turned, we've turned it into a... And I'm not saying here, I'm just saying everywhere. We've turned it into a, 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 an entertainment thing. I went to a place in Dallas, Texas, and they told us the whole focus, the whole weekend was engage your audience. Don't have words, don't have stands, because then they, they don't, you, you don't know the words good enough. You can't look at them. It was about entertaining. When it should be about the Lord God Almighty Himself. We're a new creation. He, he leads us to everlasting life. His ways, again, are higher than ours. And we need to quit hanging around waiting on excitement because excitement's already came. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the most exciting time in all of history when Christ fulfilled the law, when, when the veil was torn, excitement is in us. And we know that. We sing that old song, Spring Up, O Well. They were crying over and over what, for what they had lost. And he said this right here, in this passage of Scripture, he said they were at ease two times and they were careless three times. He said this. We have to be mindful of where we are, and it's not what we can become, uh, because if not, we can become at ease and careless very quickly. And if we don't listen, we'll find ourselves in a terrible place. Verse 10 of this passage, Many days and years shall come, and you'll be troubled, and judgment came upon Judah, and it was, and it, and, and it was scattered. Verse 11, Tremble, you women who were at ease, we should tremble, uh, work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Tremble at the places of danger that's in our lives. You know what they are? I don't, I don't dabble in your business. There are areas in all of our lives that we're all slack. And I'm asking for the Lord to take mine. Pull the rope tight. Pull it tight. The result of complacency and being comfortable is found in verses 12 through 14 in this passage of Scripture. They had lost what they had. They were desiring for the fruit of the vine, but it was not there because there had been no gathering. They were too lazy to gather. We, we talk about it. I preached about it just recently. The harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. You, you know our garden experience? It ain't good. <laughs> I just found it's easier to gather it from the grocery store. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't know okra, I was talking about mice, I didn't know okra would get hard. I love okra. Fried okra, oh my Lord, fried okra, fried squash. Whew. Anyway, I thought, well, I'll just let it get bigger and we'll have some big fried okras. <laughs> I, I, I was too lazy to gather the fruit from the vine. And I didn't gather it, and it became hard. And it was no longer useful or good, because then it could be used for a dagger instead of a meal. But we, we the church, the harvest is plentiful. Well, I wish they'd come to church. Well, have you invited them? I wish they'd give their life over to Jesus. Well, have you told them about them? Well, I thought so-and-so would do it. If you're waiting on somebody else to do it, you're going to wait the rest of your life. I wish my family would change. Well, have you begun to pray for him to change you? Don't ask him to change anything else except for you first. Well, I, I wish that preacher shut his mouth. Well, maybe he will. Not today, but just hold on for a minute. <laughs> 
But Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His blessings are the same, and so are His warnings. We like to talk about the blessings of God, and they are absolutely tremendous. They are true, and they're necessary in our lives. But the warning of God needs to be heeded to first before you whine about the blessing not coming. I can't believe this police officer pulled me over. I was only going 72. It's a 55. My first ticket I got, I was going 47 miles an hour. And I got a ticket because I was a smart aleck. He said, you know what I pulled you over? I don't know. He said, you were speeding. I said, I was going like 47. He said, you were. You were actually going 47. I was like, well, that ain't fast. 45. He said, no, they changed it to 35. I was like, oh, whatever. He's like, where are you going? I was like, it's none of your business. And he came back with a ticket. <laughs> My next ticket I got, I was going 77 in a 60. And it was raining. And he pulled me over. And I was mad. And I remember my boss, he said, are you an idiot? He said, it's raining. Why are you going 77 in the 60? My next ticket I got, this is the last one, not going to speeding ticket I got, I was going 96 in the 70. I had just slowed down about 20 miles an hour. And I thought, man, I'm going to jail for sure. But I couldn't complain about what happened. It was my fault. This is what we do with the Lord. We give him very little of our time. Well, all we do is ask him for things, and we never ask him to change us or thank him for what he's already done. And then we complain about our life being a train wreck. Lord, if you could just put food on my table. But yet you spent $300 a month to watch Fox TV, Fox News, and everything else. He's given you what you need if you'll just put it in the right places. Instead of saying, Lord, give me more, Lord, show me what to use and how to use what you've given me first. I know I've been kind of all over the place this morning, but I want to tell you the church is too comfortable. The city shall be left, forts and towers shall come down. If we're complacent and comfortable as a church, it will affect all. The world is the way it is because the church has become what it is. Don't ever expect, uh, and listen, racism is absolutely true and real. It's real. It's there. It's all over the place. But don't expect a racial line to be mended when it's never been mended in the church. It ain't going to happen. Me and Terrence have had this conversation. I've had this conversation with Torrance. We want something to happen that has never taken place in the church. And if we want to look where things need to begin to change, it changes in the house of God. But it will only change, not with words, but a change of heart. Because you'll not look at people's social status or color or where they're from or even their record. It don't matter. It don't matter. Jesus told the woman at the well, go and sin no more. Verse 15, here comes the promise, the goodness after the, after the warning. Until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be as fruitful as a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. God always gives in abundance. He always gives more. So the antidote to complacency and carelessness is found in the Spirit of God and the operating and moving of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So many folks find themselves in a place of complacency and they're like that woman at the well and they say, Our fathers drank from this well. 
Jesus was saying, what you've always done ain't never fulfilled what you have missing in your heart. I'm telling you that I am the living water, and what I'm about to give you will satisfy your thirst, and you'll never thirst again. Quit going to a well that your daddy dug and go to the well of living water and let him change your life. I know what it's like to grow up in a shouting and, and hoedown church and having all kinds of good fun. I understand all of those things. But I'm telling you, God has more in store. I take to heart when he says, when I ask, say ask big. I found myself, and I told you, riding around the other, other week, uh, praying on election day at every site, and I found myself as I was riding down the roads praying, Lord, give us this county. Jason, that's pretty big. Nothing's impossible for God. We have, a, we have a new way to worship because the veil was torn. I don't have to have somebody do it for me. I have access into the Holy of Holies. I have access to the Father God. I can go to Him anytime I want. I don't have to let somebody else and depend on somebody else to do it for me. I can go to Him all day long. So I worship him, and he told, he said, the hour comes and now is. Jesus told this woman, now is the time that the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. We've worshipped him for long enough in self and being comfortable. He desires you to worship him in spirit and truth. God's looking, listen to me carefully, holy worshipers, not just holy worship. You guys can come, sing musicians. Not through rituals or ceremonies, not in an ordinary way, but worship in spirit and truth. God is a spirit, and they who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You, you might have woke up this morning and, 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 and thinking, ah, oh, this is going to be an ordinary day. It's foggy, it's rainy outside, it's just going to be an ordinary day. I'm telling you, God came to make you uncomfortable today. I, I just want to testify the goodness of God real quick. Summer's already shared some. That's amazing. And she shared Wednesday night. She spoke, spoke and preached on an uncomfortable topic. Because people get mad and they get their old, old tizzy done. From August to October, we have sown into, done things and, and fixed things, and uh, of course, bills and all those type of things. And this might make you mad. If it does, then whatever. You're looking at it the wrong way. I look at it as, God, you're so good. The money that was spent, the financial dollar that was spent, was more than our entire yearly budget two years ago. But God blessed with more. Because he's faithful. My financial mind doesn't work like some of the other guys. And they probably think I'm nuts sometimes. But I remember, and I talked to Matt. We were talking there last Wednesday night. We had this discussion. You can ask the guys. David, you were probably at the table five, about four years ago, whatever it was. And we talked about the church tithing and giving. And this church does it faithfully every single month. Not just here, but all over, literally all around the nation. And I've never desired, we have never desired to be comfortable or be complacent. But Lord, continue to use us, to pour into and through us. 
we don't have time to be comfortable. And if you will trust God, I promise you, you might get a, you might get a, a, a somebody tell you, hey, go order this trailer. Can I, can I tell you next, next year or whenever that thing is, I don't know because I don't know much about it, but, but uh, I was, I was, I'm not joking, I'm serious. When they have that still in motion, whatever that is, guess where Lakeside Church is going to be ministering? Wherever that is. I don't even know where it is, but Israel does. This is what I'm talking about. It ain't, it ain't, a, it ain't a trailer you ride down the road in and this is it. You pull it out, you have church. Why? Because we don't have time. Comfortable. And I know Terrence had introduced uh, Israel spoke at the Morbid Mondays and their joking way. And he's like, my brother looks like he was saved out of the hell's angels. And it don't matter. Listen, God removed him from a place of being comfortable. He removed me from a place of being comfortable. And he wrecked my life. But now when, when I just think about people perishing, I'm broken. And I don't care if they're tattooed from big toe to the top of their head. Or if they've got a, a $7,000 suit on. If they drive a Maserati or a, or a Pinto. I don't care. I'm telling you that God desires to change the heart of man. But I'm asking you to ask Him today, Lord, rise me up. Forgive me for being comfortable too long. And let Him move in your life today. I want you to stand in this place. I'm going to ask you a few things today. One, if you don't know the Lord Jesus, your personal Savior, today's the day of salvation. Come, we'll pray with you. Two, if you need anything in your life, whatever it may be, come, we'll gladly pray with you. Three, if you're committed to not being comfortable and carry out the call of Christ, and you'll say, Lord, I'll do whatever. I want you to come this morning and let Him move in your life. Will you come as they sing?
Six or seven, the five-ish, maybe, maybe it's five. When the Lord provided for one of these for us, it was mind-blowing then. It is just mind-blowing today. He never ceases to amaze. And I know, and you may think this is silly, but here I'm going to tell you why. One, uh, continue to pray and believe with us. One, finances come in to, to equip it with a sound that, that's needed. Two, we have trucks that will pull this now, but a truck will pull it. And I'm going to ask you to pray, pray specifically with me, a truck, a crew cab truck. That why buy a crew cab? So you, you can fit people in there. It needs to be at least a, a, a three-quarter ton truck because it's a heavy trailer. Again, we have trucks that can pull it right now, and people will more than gladly pull it, but... 
I believe asking God for specific things, and I believe that he'll supply. It don't have to be brand new. I'm just saying, Lord, you supply what we need. Because I'm telling you, you haven't seen anything yet. God is still good, and he still does the miraculous. So what we order will be similar, something to this. It won't be white. It'll be matte black. It'll be all blacked out with, our, with the Master Link Ministry logo on it. But linking the hearts together through Jesus. Preaching and proclaiming the goodness of God. So I'm, I, I know that you guys have seen the Lord at work, and I know you've seen his hand of goodness. Continue to pray with us and believe with us. We love you guys. We know that God is still moving. He's still working. Pray this with me too. Uh, yesterday we got to go to Yadkaville. Uh, uh, a guy who began to go to the Yadkaville campus, he purchased uh, some land and he, his desire is to use it for ministry. Pray with us and with him that the Lord will supply all that he needs to be able to do exactly what his heart desires. He has 80 acres that he's desiring for it to be used with ministry. And, the Lord will give them, and I'm, I'm going to pray and believe with them. But anyway, we love you guys. We'll see you tonight, 6 o'clock. If you can't come, tune in. Be nice when you go out to eat and uh, treat your waiter or waitress with respect and dignity and tip them well. Be blessed. See you soon.